Hey everybody, it's the boys from the Midwest kicking it here in the Rumpus Room and let's hit them with the takeaway message of the day. So the message that I'm talking about is uh, has to do with suffering, kind of a connection and friendship. Um, there's this, I was listening to this really great podcast uh, er, earlier this week that talked about what suffering really is and it's a lack of connection. And so you're not connecting with yourself. And so what she was talking about is today in today's day and age, there's a big gap in connecting to yourself. You know, we're always trying to fill a void with, you know, reading articles or reading something and never really connecting with yourself, which then that leads to more suffering because you're not able to come to friendship and relationships um, and, and then in those relationships, you don't know how to connect appropriately. So that's something that I've been trying to do. We have kind of a big week with some weddings and, and in those discussions with my friends, I've been trying to foster more like human connection mm-hmm. and just trying to really connect with those people on a, on a different level instead of this like surfacey conversations. It's like, let's see how like how connected you can be to somebody. And I just feel like that's been a really good thing for me to do. And it's, and it's pretty interesting to kind of see the differences between those conversations, you know, that you have with your friends and you've had before. So that's been something I'm trying to really push, push hard. Yeah. It's certainly a byproduct of the obsession with consumption. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, where you know you need something the constant entertainment sort of a thing uh yeah i do think that uh inhibits one's ability to access perhaps like a deeper awareness um which i mean anybody who listens to the show we've has heard us talk about meditation <laughs> this and all is those a new one things yeah but <laughs> but really um uh and uh, to me that's the differentiating or one of the differentiating factors between you know, really true friends that are going to stay with you for a long time versus acquaintances. Mm-hmm. Um, I met this uh, this business, I guess, consultant colleague of mine, and she was talking about how she um, met somebody who I really know well, and she was like, yeah, you know, we've been networking off and on for like the last three years, and we just clicked really well. And I didn't really think anything of it at the time because I was still kind of trying to figure out if this person was being real or if they were trying to get something out of the situation because you never really know in a business setting and Mm -hmm. and it turns out that there was a a really genuine and authentic sort of respect and connection that she was talking about and um and i was i i hear that I, i i don't hear that very often you know in the business world it's always like yeah, you know, we work together or whatever, and there's a lot of platitudes that are thrown away. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it was a simple statement, and I knew exactly what she means, even though I was, like, skeptical in the moment because, you know, you kind of got to defend yourself sometimes in those settings because yeah. there's a lot of crap that's Trust is earned. Trust is, yeah, 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 yeah. A bit that I read about um, getting kids into college and saving them money. So, I mean, the big issue is college is expensive, and these people that are wealthy are starting to get quite crafty. And so what they're doing is giving up their guardianship of the kid before their junior year. On paper, obviously. On I mean, paper, sure they're the still living with them, but it's just legally. Their lives, yeah, yeah. Yeah, legally. 
And so then what happens is they basically declare no money. Yeah. And so then they get on FAFSA. Public assistance, and baby. And now we're paying for this person. Who's coming from a wealthier home, probably. Or and a, going to what, you know, like yeah, the Yales, Harvard, to, oh, yeah. well, very well, prestigious schools. When it's going to cost you, I don't know, $300,000 for four years of school. Whatever like the number is now. That's, yeah, by the time... It's real for us again. It'll be fucking half a million dollars. Yeah, we're going like, to be, you're just going to be mortgaging houses to go crazy. to college. Yeah, yeah, pretty much if you're going to be expecting to pay for children. But yeah, it's a very interesting idea. Um, I love the resourcefulness of humans. And talk I mean, about a loophole. Talk about a loophole. Then here's the other thing get them on Medicaid. Yeah. So they got health insurance. Boom. They're good to Take go. Take care of them all right there. Yeah, public assistance funds. You can call them as, you know, I mean, I wonder if they can call them as homeless. I don't know if that technically will will fly because, you know, what if social service, I mean, obviously there's going to be a social services crackdown on this, but it's a really. You just pay them under the table. <laughs> yeah. <if this laughs> Those were, people aren't making a lot of money. It's I true. mean, if you're that, it's if you're true. that crafty, you're probably. You're going to go all the way on this one. Yeah, so. you're, you're probably... Yeah, <laughs> you're committed. You're yeah, pot committed to yeah, this one. it's not like... Uh, What's another hundred bucks under the table? It's not going to deter you. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, totally. Yeah, you're, you're really banking the system here, so you're going to yeah. go all the way. This is... Uh, I mean, that is... Um, I, would, I would call it scamish. I wouldn't call it a scam because technically it's well within the bounds of like yeah, being probably, legal. Yeah, I'm sure they've had an attorney look at it. And yeah. say like this is fine. It's not morally what you should be doing, but yeah, it's it's r- taking advantage of your peers, really, and saying of us, you know, I'm everybody, you, any taxpayer, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think about like, well, then would you be able to claim first person in your family to go to school too? Because like the oh, amount sure. of available funds for first person to go to college is like crazy too. So there's tons of benefits. Mm-hmm. Or I, I mean, I don't know. And so, speaking of the resourcefulness of human beings, uh, that that makes me think of another um, interesting idea to consider for all of you. And um, I'm going to say this one is homegrown. I don't know if any of you purchase your own insurance, uh, but dental insurance is um, twenty three to twenty seven, up to thirty two dollars per month. And the, the cost of a regular dental visit is about 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you went in and were like, hey, I want a teeth cleaning, they'd be like, oh, it's going to be 150 or something like that. Um, Depends on where you go. Yeah. One, I, 125. I've had 125. Yeah, 125. 125 to, I'm sure some places charge you 250 to 300 bucks. They're going to try to get now. an x-ray on you, though. Watch out. Exactly. That'll be included in the x-ray. So mm-hmm. anyway, y- you go in, if you're purchasing insurance on the regular market, um, Go ahead and buy dental insurance in the open enrollment. Schedule that January visit. Get Bam. that teeth cleaning done. See check ya. out the boxes. You're free to you're free to go, baby. Drop that bad boy. Yeah, you can cancel that. And if you do get in some horrible accident, or you get in a fight because you're an idiot, it'll be a medical oral surgery benefit. If you mm. really f up your teeth, it won't actually fall under general dentistry. Loophole in it. Boom. Just that's, the, that's the takeaway that's message free. of the day. <laughs> that one is for you, so everybody. <laughs> that cannot be constituted as legal advice. Yeah. That is just 
a rambling thing. Uh, it just thing. happens so, to be something that I've heard of somebody doing. So if if you are interested in doing something that I would consult a, a different legal <laughs> yeah, professional yeah. or your well, insurance benefit you broker. Assume, you assume some degree of risk when you're doing that because, yes, what happens if all of a sudden you need a crown or whatever and you got some tooth pain? So it's an extra incentive to take care of yourself, you know. Brush your teeth, floss. Yeah. yeah and, do the... Uh, preventative and service i i'm gonna put the caveat out there i don't oh no mom started to listen she'd freak out if i said this anyway well it's too late now it's good content for you out there and i learned my lesson um i have to purchase insurance on the open market and uh, i had ended an engagement where i had benefits went out onto the open market purchased insurance and i didn't realize it but my automatic payment didn't continue to proceed for whatever reason so uh, automatic payments stopped and I never paid attention to any of the messages I get it was like oh there's a new message in your secure inbox that's it yeah they say they, yep. and so I was like oh you know whatever I get those and don't read them too yeah exactly so um, you're just thinking on oh, my monthly thing okay whatever. you're just telling me that I paid I get it yeah so then I realized I decided to look at one of them and and it was like oh yeah you know you haven't paid the last two or three months we've canceled your insurance and I was like oh crap and then I tried to look into you know well can I buy insurance and all this stuff and you cannot you cannot buy insurance unless it's in the open enrollment period tight, or you tight have window it's a tight window or you have left a previous place of employment where you have benefits and I'm not on Medicaid so I couldn't do that mm-hmm. and um so I scheduled some some ski trips and you know obviously we tend to ski aggressively mm-hmm. and I remember thinking actively like I got to take it a little bit easy this trip I don't have insurance because <laughs> I, I yeah I didn't want to and so I actually I did I really did I was like really not I mean I didn't send as much no cliffs as this perhaps time. I would have sent. Um, but now I'm on insurance. So He's this back on, ski, everybody. <laughs> ski season is around the corner, Watch baby. Out, baby. Get ready. Hawking cliffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have uh, amended the workout regime such that um, trying to trying to target those ski muscles. I'm, uh, You're getting, into excited. Ski. I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited. Yeah, yeah I've, I've found a great workout that i feel i can do consistently and i think i'm going to be ready for this year excellent that's what i like to hear i'm feeling good about it um from when you you know when you're from the midwest i mark the uh the um success of a ski trip i mean and i've only done this once but my target is to get out before christmas because if you get out before christmas that means you're going to ski a lot this year so we'll see How's the snow the last few years? Honestly, we got totally lucky, and we got a ton of snow when I was there last year. I was was that fortunate. just because there was a big storm? It was extremely mediocre the first day, but we ended up working incredibly hard and found really great snow. And then um, the second day, it was like everywhere you looked it was just we had six inches of pow. So you're like, there you go, killer. That's that's the yeah. ticket right there. That makes a trip. But um, in terms of skiing schemes, we digressed a little bit, but I want to inform you of a different one that a friend of mine, um, who shall remain nameless, kind of like that last person who doesn't have insurance or who doesn't uh, do the dental thing. <laughs> that guy. Uh, no, different. So um, his significant other is a yoga instructor and um, some sort of 
athletic teacher or substitute or whatever they have a child and she lives she makes part-time money she um they all live obviously under one home but she meets the federal qualifications for medicaid so mm-hmm. her child is on medicaid the man that she's with makes plenty of money that he they would never they would never need to have their kid on medicaid but you know not married not married not on paper no formal union they had the ceremony and everything but uh, Ooh, they decided to keep it keep it uh keep it keep things legally loose. separate keep things loose mm-hmm. and uh they're reaping the benefits financially because they get insurance chances are he's gonna have access to the same sort of college assistance funds that you're talking about single mother you know income less than 33 grand a year mm-hmm. i mean so did they do the math on if we got married totally we would pay this and would pay this yes so they did the calc and thought yeah they did the math and said it is going to be we're going to lose money if if we get married really yeah and this goes back to um one of the points that i wanted to bring up earlier about marriage being a business obviously there is a partnership element to it but the initial reason for marriage which your significant other has reminded us of was to purchase the wife purchase the daughter from the father yep correct i mean it was a transaction here's the money transaction give me your daughter and your property your property and then we will go on our merry way and um so the handoff process basically that was the that's the that was what you're talking about specifically was the walk down the aisle hand the daughter off why is that why do we do that and that's where the origin came from when the father walks the daughter down the yep. aisle yeah yeah and i i also heard that uh one of the reasons you're supposed to keep your right hand free when you're standing on the aisle is so that you can fight off potential suitors who might try and steal her mm-hmm. during the ceremony and so that's actually curls in and that's actually in one of one of you know the, my internet searches that has probably no credibility has been the original reason for groomsmen such that they could help you ward off other families that might try and come and steal your bride <laughs> so. hey well we're going to a wedding this weekend and I, i've been working you've been lifting out. out you've been, been lifting weights i've been working out so i hope your sword hand is ready you have the i got yeah. oh maybe maybe i will just drop just put a sword in the old back pocket you you could walk with the little samurai sword well you know if you were in the navy it'd be totally fine to carry a sword around intimidation you know it, well, isn't that a a chinese proverb is like the best fighters don't fight they just intimidate um it sounds like a chinese proverb if i were to say yeah um i I believe it is i believe it is so um we've got a an event coming up which is a groom's dinner and it's going to be interesting new and this is the continued uh, beleaguering of weddings. So my, our audience out there, they're just probably wedding out right now. You're, you're troopers, but this one is going to shock you. Open mic. Mm-hmm. There is going to be an open mic portion of the evening. We're uh, talking about how do you handle that? How do you handle? Who that? says what? 
What's so I'm obviously working on an interpretive dance mm-hmm. with uh, a flute, flute accompaniment. Of, a flute accompaniment. I might bring my harmonica. I mean, I don't know. It's you could do. I was you could looking do some at modern dance. I was looking at a which show. song for karaoke I was going to do. Yeah, you could obviously do "Don't Stop Believing." That's a, mm-hmm. that's a very. That would be very. <laughs> I think if I just walked up there and did the lyrics to my humps, (laughs) that would be good. That would be good. It's tough. It's tough because, um, all right, here is the, here is the crash, the, um, example of this man or the, the traditional example of, you know, the speech about that's given, you're such a good person, you know, we go far so far back, here's a funny story, you're going to be great, I hope to be included in your life, and you know, I wish you the best. Hard de- to deviate from that narrative in a way that isn't, um, like, trying too hard. You know, it, it takes, and what I'm saying is it takes an incredible amount of creativity to turn something like that into not just droll on. People just don't listen. People just don't Cause listen. Because they're like, oh, here's that one. And if it even slightly resembles the message of the previous person, checked out. Yep. It has to be completely new, completely fresh, completely different. So you've got this opportunity. Some of these things. Anyway, well, that's all we got for you today, folks. Tune in next week. We'll be back kicking it here in the Rumpus Room. Rumpus Room.